Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. It's good to see you all this morning, get to worship together in the house of the Lord. My name is Amy Winkle. I am the rector here at Emmanuel, and just so glad that we get to be together um, as we start a, a new calendar year together and a new season of the church. Um, we have now entered into the season as a, of Epiphany, as we've talked about already this morning. Um, Epiphany began, began yesterday, actually. Um, the Feast of Epiphany was yesterday, which acknowledges and celebrates when the Magi came to worship the baby Jesus, the, the child Jesus, um, as a sign to all of us that Jesus' coming was not just for one people. It was for the whole world. And so the Magi coming is our, um, our acknowledgement of that, our way to celebrate that, that we have all been um, included in this, this gift of Jesus coming and dwelling among us. And so we celebrate Epiphany um, until we begin Lent in, in six weeks from now. So the word Epiphany means manifestation or revelation. This is the church season in which we celebrate Jesus being revealed to us and to the world. Because we believe Jesus came into this world and chose to dwell among us, we also believe that that really matters in our day-to-day -day lives and in the world that we live in. And so we get to acknowledge and celebrate that Jesus is made known to us, that he has been revealed to us, and that he is made manifest in and around us. Therefore, we pray during this season for Jesus to reveal himself to us in new ways and also to reveal himself to those around us. And in that, we as the church are then called to mission. But what is this mission that we are called to? There are a lot of different ways that we can talk about it. But in this particular season, I think the way that we have been called into mission is simply this, that we are called to make space for others to encounter Jesus as we have. To live into this mission of the church, then we will engage in different practices throughout Epiphany as a way that it will allow us to make space for others to come to know and experience Jesus as well. So I want to mention two of those specific practices this morning. The first being house blessings. This is a common practice in the time of Epiphany, and we've already prayed about our households this morning, but we get to continue to do that in the season of Epiphany. So we have um, provided a house blessing guide on our website. If you go to um, emmanuelatl.org slash epiphany, you'll find there a, a place where you can download this house blessing guide. And this is a way that you can literally walk through every room of your house, speak scripture within your house, pray prayers in every room of your house as a way to consecrate our house, the way, places that we dwell to the Lord so that we might be those, that they may be places where Christ can be revealed in our day-to-day -day lives, places of peace and hospitality to those around us. And so I invite you during the season, if that is something that you feel led to do, I encourage you to do it. If you live with roommates, you can get together and do it with your roommates, if you, with your family, whoever, um, as ways to consecrate our, our dwelling places to the Lord, to say, Lord, this place belongs to you, and we want to be aware of your presence in our midst. Another practice that we get to engage in in the midst of Epiphany is commending our vocations to the Lord. 
as a way for Jesus' presence to be made manifest to those around us. And we got to start that today by singing about establishing the work of our hands. At the end of each service, as we've done in prior years, we're going to be praying for specific vocations as a way of humbly, humbly offering ourselves and what we do every day to the Lord, asking that he would make himself known through us. We've also posted the full co- uh, collection of vocational prayers also on the Epiphany website so that you can, you can find ones that apply to, to your work, that you can pray throughout Epiphany as a way of commending what we do day in and day out to the Lord, and also ways of praying for other vocations as well. These are ways that we want to acknowledge that Jesus coming and dwelling among us does matter, does live its way out into our day-to-day lives and places that we dwell and the places that we work, and that it is our call then to be on mission with Jesus, to make him known to those around us by making space for him, for others. And so I commend you to the website again. So emmanuelatl.org slash epiphany. You'll find these and other resources there um, as ways that we can engage this season together. Now, it's a new year and also a new text. So we get to talk about um, a new gospel. At the beginning of Advent, we began a new liturgical year. So we are now in year B. And so what we do in each of the liturgical calendar years is we focus in a specific gospel. So last year we were in Matthew, and now we are moving into the book of Mark. And we'll actually be having a three-week class on Mark starting on um, January 23rd, where we can dive deeper into the text itself. So I commend that to you if that's something that you're interested in. But I want to give us a quick intro um, to the book of Mark before we jump into the text this morning. So it's widely thought by scholars that Mark's gospel um, is probably the earliest of the four gospels. Um, I don't know if it's because it's the shortest that we think that or what exactly, but there's reasons for it um, that you can look up if you're interested in. But that is widely thought that that Mark is kind of the first one to actually write down a lot of these oral stories that were being told about Jesus, um, who he was, what he had done, all these things that were being recounted of him. Mark was the first to actually write it down. And what we see from, from Mark's gospel is that his style is pretty quick and to the point. Like he's not really messing around. He has a story to tell and he wants us to hear it. He wants us to encounter Jesus as many times and as quickly as we can. Because Mark is the shortest gospel, I think it offers us also an invitation to be able to read through a full gospel in one sitting. It's not something that we do regularly, but I think it's a good practice for us, especially when we're in these shorter books of the Bible, to sit and to read it all in one sitting, and also maybe even read it aloud, if possible. It it helps to remind us that when these letters and these books of the Bible were written, there were no chapter breaks, there were no verses breaks. There, were, there weren't like the, the section breaks within it. It was written as a continual story. And so we can read it that way as a way to engage it in, in a different kind of way. So what is unique about Mark? One of the things that Mark does that, or doesn't do actually, that other gospels do, he doesn't give us any sense of Jesus's birth narratives um, like Matthew and Luke do. Nor does he give us any kind of theological treatise at the beginning like John does in his gospel. 
Instead, Mark gets right to the point. He goes right to John the Baptist and then moves quickly into Jesus' ministry. And so he starts his gospel this way. He says, The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is the main thing for Mark, just like the other gospels. He wants us to know about Jesus. This good news of Jesus that shapes the world. And he keeps us razor-focused on Jesus throughout his gospel. This good news that Jesus has come and that Jesus has been revealed for all people. That is what's most important to Mark. Now, it is a new year, and because it is a new year, we're going to do something different. Are you all excited? Y'all a little scared? Um, We are going to sit in this text for this morning. Our text is Mark 1, verses 1 through 8. And we're going to meditate on it a little more deliberately than we normally would. We're going to sit and we'll have more silence than we might normally have. But what we want to do is to allow Jesus to reveal himself to us through the text. Because we believe that that is one of the ways that he does reveal himself to us. He comes to us through the words of the text. And we are going to do that today. We're going to make space for the Lord to come to us in the text and reveal himself to us, trusting that the Holy Spirit will speak to each of us through the word. And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to um, walk through the text together. So let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the beginning of a new gospel We thank you for the beginning of a new calendar year. And we thank you, God, for ways that you want to reveal yourself to us. And so, Lord, we come before you now trusting that the Holy Spirit is present. And that the Holy Spirit desires to make you known to us. And so, Lord, would you open our hearts? Would you open our minds and our spirits to you? And allow us to be able to hear through your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, I'm going to invite us into silence for a few moments. And in that silence, I would ask that you would Um, Find a way to center yourself. Find a way to um, be be have an open posture toward the Lord. Whatever that might look like for you. However, if I'm not going to fall off the stool, I promise. Um, Well, I can't promise that actually. Um, But however you want to be open to the Lord. Maybe you want to put your hands out in front of you. Uh, Maybe you just want to sit quietly. Your eyes open. Your eyes closed. You're welcome to do what feels comfortable. But we're going to sit in silence for a few minutes and just open, our, open ourselves up to the Lord. Now I'm going to read our text aloud. And I would ask that you would just listen, just receive. And you can read along if you would like, or you can, again, just have your eyes closed and listen. But receive the words of the Lord. 
the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all of the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Now just sit and receive the word for a few moments. Now I'm going to read through the passage again. And this time as I read through it, I would invite you to listen for words or phrases that stick out to you and to pay attention to those. Maybe you want to jot them down on a piece of paper or get out your phone and and type them in just as a way of kind of calling attention to them. And then as you have like a word or phrase that that might jump out to you, start to meditate on that, meaning put it before the Lord in an inquisitive kind of way to see if something, some kind of insight may start to form from it. So we'll read again and we'll listen for words and phrases that might jump out. And I just want to say, like, there may come a moment where you're like, I don't know if this is God or if this is me. And that's okay. The main thing is just to pay attention and to make note of what you hear. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to read it through a third time. And as I read it through this time, continue to listen, but also think of how your heart might desire to respond to the things that the Lord has spoken to you or just revealed to you through the text. So this is a chance for us to respond to the Lord. 
the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all of the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then as we continue to respond to the Lord and to the word of the Lord, the question is, how might God be asking us to yield to him and to wait on him? So I invite you to sit with that question for a moment. Now, I would ask you, as you feel comfortable, to turn and get into a group of three to five people around you and to share, as you feel comfortable, either just your word or maybe something that the Lord revealed to you in the scripture. If there are folks around you that you don't know, then we can make space for each other and uh, introduce ourselves and invite people into a group with you. If you do not feel comfortable with this, please don't feel pressure. But I just invite you to, to get together and to share what you hear the Lord speaking to you. So, go. You guys are always so ready to go. So awesome. I hope you were able to share. If not, grab one of your, one of your group members afterward and, and keep talking. Um, okay, now I'm going to encourage you a little bit more. And I want you to talk to me. Okay, so if you are comfortable, would you let me like speak up and say what it was that was the word or the phrase that spoke out, spoke to you? So the next question is the what now or the, the so what question. So I, I invite you to take a moment to think about based on what you were hearing in the text or maybe from things that you've heard in the room. How do we take this text and then say what now? Like how does this affect the way we live our lives? And I wish we had time to talk about that, but we don't. But I pray that as you sit with this text this week, as the Lord continues to bring these things up in your heart and in your mind and your spirit, 
that God would seal some of the things that you've heard today, that it is good news that is without end. And the things that God has started and doing within our lives continue and, and continue. And so may the things that we've said and heard today continue to work themselves out into our lives, in our day-to-day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together and we'll go to the table together.